TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Shelter Animals Count National Database says helping keep pets, especially dogs, out of overcrowded shelters is especially vital right now as shelters across the country continue to struggle. Everything from overcrowding illnesses, euthanasia rates, vet shortages. Problems are adding up for animal shelters across Texas, including here in the DFW. And on today's Ask the Expert, Mara Davies with the SPCA of Texas joins us in the KRLD Zoom room. Thanks so much for the time, Mara. I appreciate it. Thank you for reaching out. Curious, Mara, would you say that our animal shelters are experiencing a, a crisis right now? Yes, and it's across the country. It's not just in North Texas. Uh, animal shelters across the entire United States are completely full. Um, there are, of course, a few folks that still do have some room. Uh, animal shelters continue to take a look at what is going on. And like you said, it's a very complex situation that uh, has a lot to do with the things that people outside the animal welfare industry are also facing. And it all just compounds into a perfect storm. Absolutely. So, yep, it's, it's tough. Let's start first here with just the animals that are coming to the shelter right now. You guys have seen a huge increase in puppies and kittens, I hear. We sure have. We haven't seen anything like this. I haven't seen anything like this in more than 15 years. Uh, you know, I've spoken with a couple of colleagues. They're, they kind of feel the same way. It's, um, you know, a couple of people said they haven't seen who predate me to the industry. I've only been here for a couple of decades, but uh, folks who've been here in the industry longer have said that it's been more like it's been 20 years since we've seen this many animals. So uh, it's it's hard because I know the public wants to help, but the biggest way people can help right now is to adopt donate and i know that that is increasingly difficult in this tough economy and all the other things going on one of the um issues with when you have puppies and kittens means that those animals were not um spayed or neutered and that's also um a tough thing right now with a shortage of vets yes there there's been an ongoing shortage of veterinarians and that's a really complex issue all on its own um, it's, it's kind of tough. It's, it's, uh, you know, becoming a veterinarian is, is very, a very rigorous process. It takes years of training. Um, a veterinarian is a doctor for animals. Uh, seems kind of counterintuitive to actually have to say it that way, but, uh, veterinarians are skilled people who work hard to earn their credentials. And, um, even at animal shelters, at low cost clinics, at private veterinarians everywhere, um, everybody is seeing this, uh, fewer and fewer uh, veterinarians have come out of veterinary schools who had smaller class sizes to begin with. Uh, that education is incredibly expensive. Uh, the student debt mounts very, very fast and very and goes very, very high. Uh, also, during the pandemic, uh, my understanding is that a lot of veterinarians took the opportunity to either retire or take a break. And then there are all there were all of the uh, difficulties with 
uh, having face-to-face interactions of any kind during the pandemic. So uh, a lot of people out there talk about uh, having a harder time getting pets in, uh, appointments are tougher. Uh, it's just, it, it, and everybody's costs have gone up for everything, everything from vaccines to all kinds of just supplies. They're more expensive for veterinarians to buy. Yeah. So it's it just, all of that compounds and compounds. And you know, you know what that cost not everyone can keep up with the medical costs sometimes for certain animals that might have medical issues may not just be about spay or neutering but if you have an aging pet uh, that can cause you know your um your uh the money that you're spending to go up not just on food and you know treats you're now spending money on whatever medications that might need certain treatment um or allergies is a big thing that we've been seeing as well and all of that cost so have you also seen an increase in people surrendering animals um, you know, there there is that national data that does show uh, over the past two years, um, intake has gone up, particularly among stray intake. Um, the data that I'm looking at here, Shelter Animals Count, is such a great resource. It's a national database um, that animal welfare organizations, animal shelters like us contribute to so that we can see what these trends look like. So Shelter Animals Count um, has taken a look at the data and just talking about stray intake from January through May of this year, there's a 10% increase in stray dog intake compared to last year and 30% intake compared to 2021. Uh, cats only saw a 1% decrease, our cats did see a 1% decrease in stray intake compared to 2022. It's just the dogs are the critical portion. So it's, it's, it's yes, we're seeing, uh, as an industry, seeing more animals. The SPC of Texas brings in stray animals through unincorporated Dallas County and Ellis County. Uh, and uh, we are so full with uh, those animals coming into our shelters and uh, animals coming in through our animal cruelty investigations efforts. Uh, we are currently not able to take in owner-surrendered animals. We are just too full. And one of the things it, that we also see is just when you do get the animals in your shelter, which a lot of you are dealing with overcapacity as it is, you also have to keep that population fed and in good health. And there's been a big battle ongoing with different types of um, illnesses for dogs. Yes, indeed. It, it, last summer, uh, I, I definitely, I know that there are animal welfare organizations all over North Texas and around the country too, but here um, we've seen illnesses like distemper, canine influenza rolling around to different animal welfare groups, different organizations, different, different municipal groups for the past two, three years. Um, last summer was particularly difficult for everybody, but it's not really much better. Everyone uh, in the animal welfare world that I know uh, is always concerned about illness and the biggest thing there and that's something that people can do, we can stop illness if we get animals that are vaccinated. So vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. Um, it's, that's something that I've been talking about for more than 20 years. Uh, it's going to be difficult to eradicate things like distemper, like parvo, uh, but vaccination can help. The tough thing about canine influenza is that vaccination isn't um, always the ticket um, and there has been a shortage of canine influenza vaccines. So again, another complicated topic. It's just like complication upon complication upon complication. So when we talk yeah. about vaccines, I mean, one of the best resources for pet owners to get vaccines is to go out to their local animal shelters that will oftentimes provide it at a discount. Is that also more difficult for you guys to do to provide to these communities a, a free vaccines or discounted vaccines to them because of maybe shortage of donations? 
Well, you know, we, we had our last free vaccine event uh, on June 11th, I believe it was in June, and we look forward to having more. Right now, it's difficult to have them, not necessarily because of cost, but because it's so hot outside. So to have those large-scale events, it's really difficult to find a place where we can have an indoor air-conditioned situation. But our, our clinic continues to book uh, low-cost vaccine uh, appointments and spay-neuter to the point where we are full weeks and weeks in advance. So there are a lot of other wonderful groups out there um, doing spay and neuter, doing vaccines. I really encourage everyone who is looking, if your dog is not spayed or neutered, please look and look and look. There are tons of partners. We list our partners on um, our page. Um, Spay Neuter Network is one partner we work with. They do a lot of great work too. A lot of folks out there are doing the great work of vaccinating, spaying and neutering animals. And that. Those two things are so incredibly critical. Uh, we're all doing the best we can to make it as low cost as possible. Um, but I will tell you, there is also a shortage uh, of uh, funding for spay and neuter for uh, surgeries for animal welfare organizations. That's kind of decreased in the last several years. So uh, that can make it more difficult, but we're all still doing as much as we can, doing the best we can. Let's talk about ways to alleviate the overcrowding at our animal shelters. Obviously, adoption, number one, um, but there are other ways, and one of those might be uh, sending animals up north where they might have more room. That used to be a really uh, great alternative, but it seems like that's also starting to be a little bit more difficult. It does feel like that uh, in the animal welfare industry, of course, uh, groups talk to each other and um, transports have been going on and there have been so many animals transported, which is great. Uh, for example, just last month, the SPCA of Texas transported 210 cats and 23 dogs to shelters in the Northeast, the Northwest. Um, and so far, just this year, since January 1, we've um, transported 1,720 cats and 174 dogs. Uh, but that we don't know how long there's going to be space. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's a good thing if it's available, but the last thing we want to do is take animals from an area where there's a huge influx and send them to another area where there's a huge influx. That's just not a solution. Uh, let's talk about another option that nobody ever wants to ever have to um, deal with, but euthanasia is a real thing. Uh, there have been some statistics that have shown that about 82% of animals in DFW shelters were able to be saved last year in 2022, uh, but that still leaves almost 20% of the animal population uh, to be put down. How do animal shelters make that difficult decision? You know, every shelter is different. Um, municipal animal shelters, uh, our partners at Dallas Animal Services, um, feel the pain there. Um, euthanasia is always incredibly difficult. Um, different groups have uh, different um, uh, ways that they go about making those decisions, but especially for a municipal shelter, those that are uh, required often by law to take in any animal that they get, um, they have to make those difficult choices. And uh, I wish there was an easier solution than to ask the public for help. Um, just again, looking at that shelter animals count data, um, the uh, the getting dogs out of, of the overburdened shelters is so important right now because more dogs are entering shelters than are leaving. And that euthanasia rate, the non-live outcome rate for dogs has nearly doubled from 5.6% nationally to 10% nationally, um, comparing uh, Q1 of 2021 to 2023. Um, so like you said, that's nearly twice as many dogs not leaving shelters alive just the first month months of the year compared. Um, so uh, shelters like the SPC of Texas, we have a different uh, approach. We are a private uh, nonprofit. And so 
we do not euthanize for time or space. Um, however, if an animal, whether it's whether they've just arrived with it or whether they develop this over the course of their care, um, any medical issues or behavioral issues that prevent them from living a happy life with a family, say severe aggression, for example, or um, uh, if there's a, 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 an animal that we cannot place into one of our foster homes uh, because they are suffering, we make that tough decision to euthanize. It, it's hard, no matter how you slice it, it breaks the hearts of every human. Mm. Everyone who works at a shelter, everybody in the community, our hearts all break and, and cry. So um, again, all I can do is ask the public for help. I, I know everyone's heard this and heard this, but uh, if now's the time to adopt, please adopt. If you can open up your home and be a foster, even temporarily, please foster. If you're able to make a gift, please give. Uh, it's it's so important to uh, help the animals and in, in our community and beyond. And it, it's going to take a big, big village. Yeah. And, and it is a community issue, right? Because, you know, for one, if you're an animal lover and you want to have an animal, you want to have a, a healthy animal, you, you know, you want to have animals available if you want to be able to adopt, you know, um, and so to have that option. On the other side of the spectrum, if you're not a big animal lover or uh, you also don't want to have a lot of strays on your street, that can be a safety issue, a health issue. So it, it is a full community um, uh, problem where we all need to pay attention to this. How do you, uh, there's got to be difficulty as well with getting that message out to, to folks to to continue to keep you in their their thoughts when they're thinking about making donations and to support. Um, how, what would you like to ask the, the community? Sure. Just if, if you if you have a moment to take a look at um, your local animal welfare organization, your local animal shelter, please do. Whether that's the SPCA of Texas, uh, we're at SPCA.org. Take a look at different people's websites. Get to know them, what they do. Um, keep that compassion in your heart. Uh, we Everybody here that works at an animal shelter, whether it's a municipal shelter, a private shelter, um, we're you know, we have we have a heart that pumps blood, and um, that means we can have a broken one too. So, uh, if if you have the ability, please please give of your time, uh, of of your of your financial assistance, uh, and of your home for a new family member. The best part about bringing that new family member home is that what a lifetime of amazing love. So, um, I get it. It is hard out there. The economy is tough. A lot of apartments. Um, it's very expensive to have animals. Right. Many apartments don't allow large dogs. I know there are so there are so many things stacked against us sometimes. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, even just that love and compassion um, to to help in any way you can is an amazing gift. That is Mara Davies with the SPCA of Texas. Did you have anything else you'd want to add about this topic or educate us on? Just if people have questions about the work that the SPCA of Texas does, our website is spca.org and uh, or check out any of the other amazing groups in North Texas and beyond that are out there doing incredible work every single day. Maura Davies with the SPCA of Texas on today's Ask the Expert. Thanks so much for the time. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.